Board Rounds, Episode 7. The moment you step foot on campus as a medical student, you are gearing up for one of the biggest tests you'll ever have to take, USMLE Step 1 or Comlex Level 1. The medical school headquarters and board vitals are going to help you prepare for your first board exam with questions, pearls of information, and guidance to make sure you have what it takes to score high and match into your specialty of choice. Welcome back to Board Rounds, the podcast devoted to your Step 1 or Level 1 prep. If you are new to us, thank you for taking the time to join us here at Board Rounds. I am joined by Dr. Andrea Paul from Board Vitals, who is my partner in this podcast. If you have not heard of Board Vitals yet, you should. As a medical student, there are lots of options for QBanks, and Board Vitals is there to support you all along your journey, not just with your QBanks, but also with your shelf exams as you enter your clinical years and later on with your board prep for your different specialties. Board Vitals has the platform to help you master the material, and we are here trying to help you with every episode to understand the material and understand how Board Vitals is going to help you with your prep. You can check out Board Vitals and their QBank options at boardvitals.com, and you can save 15% off by using the promo code BOARDROUNDS. That's all capital letters, all one word, board rounds. That is an affiliate link. So you use that code, you save some money, and I'll make a little bit of beer money as well. Again, boardvitals.com. Use the promo code board rounds, all capital letters, all one word, to save 15% on your QBank purchase. If you are interested in this podcast, if you think it is useful, then I would ask that you share it with your classmates. That is the the one hope, the one ask that I have for you today is you go and share this podcast in your Facebook group for your class or whatever sort of public forum that you have for your classmates. Go share board rounds with them. Let them know that it's here for them for free prep for their test, for your test as well. Now, last week we covered some cardiac or a cardiac question. This week we're diving in to biochemistry and I talked to Dr. Paul about why we're studying a specific science on the Board Rounds podcast for step one or level one. Why why biochemistry and not some sort of cardiac or liver or pulmonology, whatever sort of question. And we dive into that as well as a great question about genetics. Andrea, back with some more board rounds. I'm excited. Last week, we started into our content with some cardiac physiology. Now we're going to dive into some biochemistry. And when I think about biochemistry, I'm like, well, biochemistry, that's like an undergrad thing. Why are they, why are they testing me about this on an exam for my medical license? Why is biochemistry that important to me? That's what the student's asking. Can you answer that? <laughs> Definitely. I mean, you can look at any of the basic science components and, you know, in a vacuum, and they certainly don't seem as relevant to a clinical practice. But within each one, there are obviously reasons in anatomy, if, especially if you go into a procedural specialty, you're, of course, going to need to know very detailed anatomy. Neurologists, for example, have to know neuroanatomy. I mean, every every little component of neuroanatomy. And so that's very relevant. Biochemistry, 
obviously is more applicable to some specialties than others, but you know, just basic genetics is and metabolic diseases, for example, is seen in many, many specialties. And so it's something that, you know, biochemistry in a vacuum, of course, isn't as relevant. But (laughs) once you start talking about, you know, inherited diseases and metabolic diseases, that's when um, that biochem comes into play. All right. So I guess it's that important. Uh, So let's (laughs) let's go ahead and and take another question from the Board Vitals Q Bank. What do you have for us today? Sure, sure. It's also very commonly tested subject on the exam. So, you know, more than, you know, more than some of the other basic science components. So I pulled an interesting question here. So it says a healthy married couple has a child who develops clinical symptoms for what you suspect to be a rare disease. Genetic testing reveals the patient's mother carries the mutated gene, but the father is not a carrier. However, the father's brother had the same disease, which has also occurred in one of his sister's sons. So then it's asking this pattern is characteristic of which of the following diseases. So this question is kind of drawing you with words, a pedigree. So I think as you're reading this question, you want to sort of jot down a little pedigree for yourself as you're going through it. And then it's jumping to, you know, not only what is the pattern, so you have to figure that out from the pedigree, but then know which diseases out of the options fit that pattern of inheritance. So the options in this case are G6PD, cystic fibrosis, phenylketonuria, PKU, or alpha-1 antitrypsin deficiency or Tay-Sachs disease. And so once I think once you've drawn that pedigree and determined what the inheritance pattern is, I would go through each option and, you know, see, you know, cross them out if they don't fit that or maybe jot down what pattern each one does have and so in this case because you're seeing a healthy couple is that meaning you know meaning neither parent has the disease mm-hmm. and that's inferred by saying healthy yep. and then you see that the one child does and the father is not a carrier so that gives you another hint if he if he is not a carrier you know, how is that possible if the child is showing the disease? Yep. And then then you're seeing that it is present in the you know, father's brother and one of the sister's sons. So there's you're seeing, you know, a distinctive pattern there where there are children not consistently and you you start as you start to sketch it out, you can see clearly this isn't sort of a recessive, you know, autosomal recessive type pattern. That's mm-hmm. definitely leads you to down the X-linked route. And so, you know, as you draw this out, you'll start to see the pattern, which is the father, you know, the father, the children, you, you follow up to them. The mother is a carrier. The father is not a carrier and the child has gotten the disease and it's likely it doesn't say, but it's likely that child is a, is a male mm-hmm. because they're receiving only an X, the X from, the uh, mom. from the mom. Exactly. Yeah. And so this would be an, you know, X linked pattern. And then if you look down to all of the options that we have, G6PD, cystic fibrosis, PKU, alpha one antitrypsin, Tay-Sachs, you only see one that follows that X linked disease and that would be G6PD. So this is this is one of those classic 
step one questions where it's like, you then go, okay, I have to understand the genetics of this. How is it being passed on? So is it recessive, X-linked dominant, whatever? And then I have to know from those answers, I have to then remember what each of the genetic patterns are, the inheritance patterns are for each of these different diseases. So it's just so much knowledge for every question that you have to know. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And just you know, recognizing different patterns on pedigrees is probably the number one thing I would say that students should you know, study and learn. Because if you can determine quickly, just with a visual, quick visual, you know, then you can get to your answer a lot more quickly. Of course, you have to memorize <laughs> all the different inheritance patterns mm-hmm. of all these different genetic diseases. And there's not a whole lot other than mnemonics and uh, memorization there to help you uh, with that component. But as far as, you know, places where you can remember just by looking at patterns, the pedigrees will definitely help you. There's a little algorithm that I find helpful too, is just thinking through a few steps. And if you can think, okay, does does this child with the disease have a parent with the disease? And if you're saying no, then you're automatically going, you know, you're skipping a lot of things like autosomal dominant or, you know, X-linked dominant diseases. So that's, you can already narrow out, you know, half of the options there. So you're moving to, okay, no, the parents do not have the disease. All you're left with in that case is, that it's recessive mm-hmm. and the both parents are carriers. Well, it tells you that's not the case in the question. Yep. And so then you're left with X-linked, uh, X-linked recessive. And so, and of course we know those are obviously going to be much more common, 50% more common in a male child, which it doesn't specify, but it does say that a sister's son had the, the disease. So it hints at that as well. So it kind of helps to, if you can sort of take yourself down this algorithm quickly and, you know, you're almost led immediately to realizing it's an X-linked recessive disease. If it's, you know, whether it's seen predominantly in males, that helps you as well. If it's not, then you're thinking, you know, back more to um, an autosomal recessive. Okay. Are there any any tricks? You, you mentioned for for these different diseases in this answer you said you just have to memorize it are there is there anything that a student can do to kind of think through if they are blanking on test day or they forgot to remember that one part of all of these diseases is there anything that they can think through to try to get to what inheritance pattern these are you know, I think most students are using mnemonics to remember, you know, all of the X-linked recessive diseases. There's a mnemonic for that, all the, you know, most common for, you know, autosomal recessives or autosomal dominance, the same thing. There's not a way to really think through them in a way that doesn't require memorization just because they, you know, the names of the diseases don't necessarily help in this case. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not a whole lot of, you know, physiology or something like the last cardiology question we went through where you can actually think through the physiology of it. You know, with genetics, it's, it just is what it is. And so, so I would definitely recommend using mnemonics. And there's even some great little, you know, visual mnemonics you can look at that have like, you know, silly drawings that, kind of help you remember the different 
X-linked, for example. So there, you know, there are a lot of different X-linked you could think of. And in this case, it's G6PD, but it could be, you know, hemophilia or muscular dystrophy, fragile X syndrome. And so I think just finding a way to, you know, tie those together or, you know, having a a way to, to remember those as a group will probably be the most helpful. Okay. This one's pretty straightforward as far as understand the the inheritance pattern and then pick the disease that that corresponds to that pattern. How could they have kind of done a second or third removed for this type of answer? So they could have said something about, you know, a food that this person should, you know, may develop symptoms with because G6PD is, you know, one of those diseases. If it was cystic fibrosis, they could ask, you know, what microbe commonly infects patients with this disorder. So they, I mean, they can go one step, even two steps further mm-hmm. uh, by asking for, you know, a treatment for a symptom that someone with that disorder would have. So, you know, you can really go quite far when you start with something as basic as genetics. Oh, all right. Shorter one. <laughs> Anything else for that one? I mean, I can talk through, you know, really quickly, you know, autosomal dominant, autosomal recessive, et cetera, if you think that's helpful or kind of, you know. In, in terms of what? Going where with us? Just to, you know, just, just a, review, a review sort of. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, if that helps. Yeah, let's Or go if ahead. we need more time on that. <laughs> yeah, no, let's do it. Okay. So let's go ahead. Since this is all about genetics, we talked about obviously this being an X-linked recessive question and pattern. Let's talk about some of the other patterns out there and what students should know for the test. Sure. So there aren't too many different options as far as um, inheritance patterns. So X-linked dominant would be another one you would think of. In this case, you would not see skipping of generations the way you were in this question. And you also would see males and females affected equally because the X, you know, the, the disease on that X chromosome is dominant. The exception being, you know, some kind of reduced penetrance, but they usually don't go too crazy with that on yeah. step one. And so that's something you think of, you know, X like dominant, you know, Alport syndrome, hypophosphatemic rickets, if I could read that one. <laughs> um, so those are two examples. Another interesting inheritance pattern is mitochondrial. So this one, you also would see males and females affected equally, um, and it wouldn't skip generation, but it is only affected from, transmitted from an affected female, because mitochondrial diseases obviously come from the maternal side always. And so you would see a different pattern here in that all of the offspring would be affected and not, you know, wouldn't follow any pattern that you would see in the other types and then autosomal dominant, um, you also see male and females affected and not skipping generations. So, for example, if two parents without the disease have a child with the disease, this would be where you would think of, okay, well, the only way this could be autosomal dominant is if there's a new mutation or if there's some type of reduced penetrance or maybe the parent has the gene but just was phenotypically normal. Otherwise, you would see this in every, you know, every offspring because it's a dominant disease. Autosomal recessive being the opposite where you do see skipping of generations. Um, So, 
you know, if you have, for example, a child born to a couple who both carry the gene, have no signs of disease, so healthy parents with a, a child with disease, you know, there'd be a you know, 25% chance the, born, the child is born with two, you know, two normal genes from those parents, 50% chance that they have one normal, one abnormal gene, and 25% that they would receive both. And since it's recessive, that would be the only case where you would see disease. And so that's, you know, things like cystic fibrosis, thalassemia, sickle cell anemia, PKU. So some of these showed, showed up in our list of answer choices in this question. Yeah. Spinal um, muscular atrophy would be, I think, a more popular one. Uh, yes. it's something uh, we're familiar with as a family. My, my daughter has it. And so it's like, oh, my wife and I are both carriers. We never knew this. Um, oh, interesting. But I, I, I think I, and I mentioned that because I think it's going to be popular, more popular to start talking about it in med school and on the boards because it's one of the first diseases out there that I think will be cured with gene therapy, which is pretty amazing. That is amazing. Yeah. So students will be aware of that. Okay. All right. Anything else? Uh, no, I think that's, that's good for that one. Okay. All right. So there you have it. Great question about genetics and biochemistry and how all of that works and how it's applicable to you and your tests that you are preparing for. Hopefully this one was helpful for you. We have some more great podcasts coming. So don't forget to subscribe so that you get these podcasts for free every week, right on your device. Again, share with your friends, your classmates and your school, let them know that this free podcast is out there for, for everybody to listen to. And if you are interested in Board Vitals and the QBank and how they can help you prepare the best way that you can for your step one or level one, go to boardvitals.com, use the promo code BOARDROUNDS, all capital letters, all one word, BOARDROUNDS, to save 15% off of your QBank purchase. Hope you have a great week. We'll see you next time here on Board Rounds. Board Rounds.